So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. So welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I have all the way from Hawaii. Oh my God, Colette, Coach Colette with Finding Happily. How you doing, girl? How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. I'm good. You know, I've been following you and just like loving everything you've been doing. So I'm just happy that you accepted my invitation to do this, you know. Thank you. Well, ditto. I've been following you. We've been, you know, social media connections for a yeah. while. I love your flow. I love what you do. I love the flavor that you add and, and what you bring to people's lives. So thank you for connecting. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait till we talk about the topic, you know. Uh, but anyway, like, tell people more about you. Um, and who do you serve? So I um, am a dating and relationship expert. I do offer coaching, workshops, webinars, online courses. I'm also a certified violence prevention specialist. And oh. so what that also means is I help men and women create and sustain healthy, meaningful relationships. So whether you're single or you're in a relationship, going through a breakup or newly divorced, I can help you uh, get into a space where you can find the love of your life, but also find the love of your life healthy, you know? Mm. So that means it, it's who you're bringing into the relationship that's most important. And as a violence prevention specialist, yeah. I help individuals who, um, like myself at one time, are victims of domestic violence. And I help them to, you know, really figure out, you know, who was it that they were bringing into that relationship? What was their role? How did they play a part? Um, not blaming victims at all, but I believe that it's important for men and women to learn how to identify what a healthy relationship is, similar to what it means to identify a counterfeit or real money. Once you know <laughs> what money is, you recognize it when you see it, similar mm. to healthy relationships. Yeah, so, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing about like, you know, who you were bringing into the relationship, the you that played the role, um, and participate it is so critical and people don't even get to that. I mean, that's, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm like, wow, that's so great that, you know, I didn't even know that part of you, um, but that is just so rich and it's such a good topic. But anyway, so um, yeah. So we're here to talk about red flags <laughs> with online dating since a lot of People are online dating a lot. So it's really great to identify um, red flags. So we're going to dive into this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this pandemic has led a lot of people to the one place that many probably feared ever going, the online dating. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not it's not that scary. <laughs> so what do you have prepared for us? What is our what is our number one red flag we should watch out for? You know, um, I'm not really thinking that too much has changed in the online dating community just because you're home and you can't go out and meet these people. But the number one red flag that I think people should watch out for are online dating scammers, catfishers, or whatever the oh, names are. Oh, my. That, that, um, that happened to me. I didn't get scammed, but it, yes. I... um. I forgot. I met him on Tinder, uh, no, or Hinge, and we started to connect. And he's like, "Hey, I, I don't know why this was a red flag for me, but I was like, I'll go with it." He's like, "Can you? Are you on WhatsApp? Let's connect on WhatsApp." I was like, "Well, okay." And so then we were texting every day and for a, a week. And at the end of the week, he was he said, "Well, he was telling me that he was starting a new business and stuff like that, make this whole deal." And then all of a sudden, the deal fell through and he needed $1,000. And I was like, he said, can you, can you, can I borrow $1,000? I was like, no, I don't know who you are. And then he just like disappeared. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Um, because Online scammers, they use people's vulnerabilities mm -hmm. and I think they target your lonely heart, you know, and they think like, how desperate is this person and how much can they get you to, the thing is, is that you want to connect with this individual offline as soon as possible, meaning you want a phone number or some way that you can start to build some other type of connection yeah. with these people are getting even savvier where they're like, yeah, sure, call me. And they're even going as far as talking to people. They're even going as far mm -hmm. as connecting on WhatsApp. They're even going as far as getting on Zoom. They still don't care. You see me, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and so those are the biggest things that I think people have to be careful of now. And so there are ways to figure out. And as we're talking to, about this, What's weird is a catfisher or dating online dating scammer is listening to the tips that I'm giving. So they're getting ahead of the game just as fast as we're putting the information out there to make right. sure that people are protecting themselves. So you just have to keep, you know, don't give money out to anybody that you don't know. I don't care if he says he's a widow and he's in a, or he's, uh, he has a son and he's a widow and a daughter and they're on their way to someplace. And this is the biggest story. Oh my God, we just wound up in a, tele, a terrible helicopter crash. I'm in the hospital. All my things have been stolen. We were traveling abroad and they took my credit cards and everything. Please wire me this money. I have to get my son or my daughter a blood transfusion i mean that's how creative these people are yeah and i think too now that you're as you're talking because i think this happened this happened to me twice i don't remember the other one but it was the language that they were using like hey baby um like calling me these pet names i was like we're just met like why are you calling me baby sweetheart and all these things and and i was like hmm something's off about the way the language that he's using but i'll go with it and see what happens and boom sure enough i, I was like nope no thank you those are the whirlwind relationship people that's another red flag you, know? <laughs> you need somebody that wants to create 
this instant rapport and connection with you and not something that while well, we really connect that, that's it, there's an organic connection and then there's the i'm gonna make you feel comfortable by telling you things like i can't wait to see you i can't wait for you to meet my family i can't wait for you to um you know for me to take you traveling or shopping or they use language to really reel you into this fantasy mm -hmm. without really even knowing who you are yet. Mm. And when you're in this space that you really want to make a connection, which is nothing wrong with that, you want to hear those things. Yeah. But be careful. Does this person know you to meet their mama? Does this person know you to take you off to some vacation in some exotic place? Does this person know you to start calling you baby? If not, that's a red flag. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because one of my friends, she met a guy and you would not believe what that first date was. Paris. He, <laughs> they live in New York. The first place he took her up to a date was a weekend in Paris. Did they um, meet in person? Yeah, wait, they, they met in person. They met here in New York. They met at an event. And then I was, and she, every week there was like some romantic thing. They're always doing something. And then I checked in on her a couple of months later and I was like, hey, how, you, how was your boo doing? She goes, he was the biggest asshole i have ever met like i totally was blinded by all this stuff like it was a disguise of how much of an asshole he was and he just wooed me so much that i just couldn't see it and i was like holy crap whirlwind relationshipers they love to suck you in by you know building up the fantasy and the facade and I don't know, do they get off on, you know, making it all seem really beautiful and lovely because that's what they feel. But then the disconnect happens when they actually have to reveal who they really are. Connect, yes. Connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's so awesome. That's just, yeah. Thank you for that one. What's that third one? <laughs> so the third one, uh, Let's see, I have them all down here. Ooh, this is a this is another one. <laughs> this is this one is iffy for a lot of people, but I just want to say that if you meet someone and they just got out of a relationship with someone else, a divorce say like their paperwork is not even signed yet or they just got out of a breakup and they tell you, don't worry, the, the, the relationship was over already, but you were still in it. Yeah. Listen, it takes time for people to really work on being alone with themselves. You do not want to be rebound girl or guy. You do not want to be that person that's you know, they're, they're just substituting you for something else. So it could be anybody anybody. Uh, so you want to make sure that you don't rush into a relationship with somebody who's newly out of a relationship. That's a red flag. If they can't be alone for a minute, you yeah. know, they're just working, building the relationship back up with themselves, that I wouldn't get into that. You don't want to get into something new. 
even if you really like this person, if they really, really like you and there's a real connection, give it time, give it time. Yeah, that's, you know, I remember, and I was reading it on your blog and it reminded me of when I first, my first relationship when I broke up and I uh, met someone and they wanted to date right away. I was like, listen, I just broke up with someone. I am not trying to get into any relationship. He said, it's fine, it's fine. I said, okay, you know, well, we, we, you know, we went out. And after one date, he was like, I miss you. I want to spend more time with you. And I was just like, mm-mm. Like for me, I just knew it for me. And then I also, on the other hand, I met somebody who literally broke up with an eight-year relationship and they were still living together. And I was just like, and I, and I was balls. I was like, so how does this work? Like, <laughs> you're still living together. I said, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. And then what was the indication for me is that he said, we, I was already mentally broken up with him before we even broke up. And I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Like, fine. You know, what, what are we identifying as relationships in the first place? You know, because there are multiple types of relationships, right. family, friends, platonic, you know, romantic, intimate, non-intimate, you know, we have, we decide what a relationship is for us and right. how that relationship is going to unfold, etc. But I don't think it's healthy to, you, you, you then, if I met somebody like in that situation, I'm still living at home with my partner and we're over, it's over, we don't have that kind of connection. My next question would be, so what does a healthy relationship look like for you? What does it mean to be in a committed, healthy relationship? Mm, because yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Right, that's a really good, important question. I don't think people ask those questions when they're dating. And from what I hear and know that a lot of, especially I think more women ask those questions and men get more reactionary to that, that question because they think like they're trying to get locked down. It's like, no, I just want to know where your mind is at. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what, like it, it just, I want to get a clear picture who I'm, who I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? And I had a friend of mine, um, actually, um, I was coaching and she asked the guy that question. He was like, he called her a child. And I was like, yeah, he's not for you. Like, you're just trying to find out where his mind is at. And they ended up breaking up. Like she, she was crying all this stuff. I was like, you know, he, like, if you go back to your intention and what you want in a relationship, he does not need what you want. Like if he can't answer that question, honestly, like he's, I was like, no, you have to learn how, like find somebody who is capable and, emotionally available to <laughs> add to to answer that question because it's a legitimate question i want to know yeah. yeah and and i think you know definitely i agree with you 100 percent. there is it's timing you know when is it appropriate to ask questions like that but when we are getting to know somebody in the dating phase I agree with you. This is this is an investigative, uh, you know, part on my end. Depending on what it is that I'm looking to get from you, if it's yeah. just something, then I don't need to know anything about you. But if I'm looking to get into a healthy, happy, meaningful relationship that maybe leads to marriage or some form of commitment, uh, then I'm going to need to ask a lot of questions, and I'm going to have to reveal some things about myself as well, yeah. my intentions over time 
um, who I am over time. And I want to know those things about you. And, and I think that especially women, they cry over, why did this guy ghost me? Why did, and this I know this is not on this podcast, but why did this guy ghost me? Why did this guy disappear? Why, you know, is it not working out with this person? And it's like, they did you a favor. Yes. <laughs> I literally have a friend of mine who is crying, broke a guy broke up with her, crying, crying, crying. And I sent her a text today by um, this coach that I also I follow. And I'm a seeker, I'm a paraphrase. He said, he didn't break up with you. He let he set you free. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he set you free. Exactly. They did you a favor. And, and, and I think what happens is, and, and I'm sure you see this too with your clients, people are not very clear on what it is they really want inside. Uh. They're not very clear. They say they want these things, but let's get into the values, the core stuff inside. Close your eyes. Does it have a height, a weight, a race, an ethnicity? a religion, a culture. I mean, some of those things are linked to our beliefs and our values. Yeah. So go deeper because when it doesn't work out with this person, they did you a favor because they're not who you are really looking for. They're not who you're really calling in or they are, or mm. they're showing up to show you, Hey, is this it? You know, because everything we're calling into our lives, we called it. <laughs> so that asshole, you called him. You brought him in. You invited him in. Oh. Now, how long is he going to hang around? Oh my God! Yes, girl. Yes, and I and that's exactly what I said, to my friend. If she listens, listen to this. I'm not putting her down, but I'm just using an example. I was like, I said, this is not the first time you called in an asshole. I was like, the last guy was the same way, and the one before that. Like I said, so what is it about you that's keep choosing them because you're the one who's picking them? Like, like there's something about you that, and then she said it, um, she said, well, I always felt like I'm not good enough. And I said, well, what is it about you that you feel that you are not good enough? Like, where does that come from? That is what you need to go to work on. And I was like, that shows up in your career too. Like that has to do with you. Absolutely. I so agree. I mean, when I started this business and helping other individuals is because shit kept showing up for me everywhere <laughs> i went i smelled shit that one ain't shit this one ain't shit he's kicking my ass he's cheating he's a liar he's a drug addict what's going on and if and everywhere i went i'm smelling shit the shit was coming from me Oof. and i realized that i had never looked in the one place i asked god the universe my friends my family why why can't i find my happily right and the answer, the place that I hadn't looked was in me. And once I came to that place in my life where I knew that there was something that I was projecting out that I was getting right back, mm. I knew that I had to change the relationship with myself. And I know this sounds woo-woo to people like, I work on myself, I la-la-la, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, good for you, boo-boo. <laughs> the thing is, is that are you really working on yourself? Because whatever's showing up, we called it. Whatever experiences are showing up, we called it. Sometimes we call it just to check in to make sure we are still focused on 
our agenda. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that we're asking to have the experience, but are we going to jump into that experience? We have a choice and it's the decisions that we make that continue to create the, the lifestyle and the experiences that we continue to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious. Um, when you, when you looked and found, like, if you give one thing, like, what did you find that was calling in the shit? I found that, well, it started with affirmations for me. And I was at this class and they were talking about do these affirmations. And so I went home and I was looking at myself, doing this mirror exercise, looking into my own eyes. And I was saying, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am deserving. Okay. So I go back to the class and I said, everything I'm saying to myself, it sounds like lies. Oh. And the instructor said, because you've been lying to yourself for so long. And that right there, right there. Wow. I realized that when that abusive person showed up, I didn't really feel worthy at that time in my life. When the cheater showed up, I thought all men cheated. When the, you know, the, the addict showed up, I thought, well, you know, this is how my family is. Mm. So all these things were showing up because I just thought this was normal. This was who I am. And those two words are very powerful. I am this. I am that. So I had to literally do mirror exercises to reprogram Program. the language inside my head so that it started to align with, you know, who it is that I really wanted to be when I said that I was fill in the blank. And so I think that that started to create this whole different dynamic inside of me. And, you know, in my previous life, I worked as a registered nurse. I was a psych nurse in the hospital for criminally insane. And I did a lot of, um, you know, certifications, one of them being coaching. And then when I decided to come into this, you know, path, it was because I figured it out. I found it. I want to share it with others. And all these different trainings has led me to where I am today, teaching other individuals how they can find it too, because the answer is you, boo. <laughs> I, I, girl, you're preaching to the choir. I, I, uh, it's the truth. Like the answer is within all of us not outside of us it's 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 there and i find that it's you have to have the willingness to look and most people don't want to look they they feel so comfortable blaming other people it's so easy to blame other people and be in that victimization moment that mode but it doesn't get you anything <laughs> you know you have to be your own investigator just like what you and i, I oof yeah <laughs> you have one more for us one more red flag sure sure one more let's see what other juicy red oh well this will this will be the last one yeah emotionally unavailable people are red flags if you're online dating and you can tell who those people are and how they show up it's exactly like you were saying jimmy um if people start, uh, if you start investigating and asking questions for, from, for someone that you met online and they close up or clamp up when you ask things that 
touch into the emotion, I would say that that's a red flag because anyone, for me personally, they call them dating sites for a reason because you're dating and dating and dating and dating. Maybe (laughs) if you call them relationship sites, then you'd get maybe not that many people would be on them. I don't know. Um, But when you're in a dating site and you're really trying to connect with someone to get into a relationship, there is some type of language that you will use and be comfortable using and expressing. So emotionally unavailable individuals look for those types of red flags, like uncomfortable talking about, and I'm not talking, you haven't even started talking to this person offline. Do not start talking about your mommy and daddy issues or your last man or your last (laughs) woman, and you're still typing texts and stuff online. No, 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 no. Don't even get into that on the first conversation on the phone call. You know, those shouldn't be that kind of thing either. That's the whirlwind stuff you you and I were talking about before. But get into a conversation, maybe over dinner, where you can start. And and now that we're not having dinner, virtual dinner. Set your soup up. Set your FaceTime up. You know, I'm making this tonight. What are you making? Let's have a romantic dinner, first date, virtually. You know, that's a great idea. Um, but you know, look for the language they're comfortable using and not using because you don't want to get attached to somebody who's emotionally unavailable. If he starts talking about sex and, and, or she starts talking about shopping or whatever the triggers are for, for, for each gender or, or whatever, if anybody starts having conversations about that, I think those are red flags that they're not really looking for something deep and meaningful. They're looking yeah. to maybe... Uh, and yeah. that's okay if that's what you're looking for, but. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all the juicy tips. Uh, uh, and where people can find you online? I am on findinghappily.com. Great. And that's where all her social media handles are. And thank you so much, Colette, for being here. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.